Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. <laughs> Come on, you Spurs! Oh, sorry, you've got to allow me these moments to go uh, generic football fan man shouting jubilantly into the microphone, but fucking hell, fucking hell, that's what it's all about, that's literally what this fucking club is all about, European football, oh god, that was fucking tense, that was horrible, but Jesus Christ, man. Coming through that, we're all the fucking talk about the atmosphere, the players we've had missing, how it's all going to go against us. We've come through it and my word, that second half, fucking hell. Um, Matteo Ganduzzi, Nuno Tavares, Alexis Sanchez, Said Kolasinac. I'm sure there's others as well, but let's, yeah, let's put Dimitri Payet in there as well. <laughs> you all thought you were going to get your nice little social media minutes, didn't you? Bet the fucking Marseille admin, the Arsenal admin, all of them had some nice funny little things all lined up, didn't they? But you didn't get it, did you boys? You didn't get it. Oh, God, I hate Gunduzi so much as well. I'm so happy. We got that close-up of him looking miserable at the end of that. It's just so perfect. Oh, it's good to feel like something's gone our way, you know? After that fucking VAR of the other week, just the fact that now we've had it just like... just when It, it just sort of felt like, you know, VAR, United, Newcastle... Injuries mounting up. Just started to feel like things weren't, you know, going our way. I mean, conceding two goals to Bournemouth as well. It's like, oh God, are we falling into the bad timeline again? But, fucking hell. What a result. What a fucking performance. I mean, the second half anyway. Um, definitely one of those big, like, tail two halves. But do you know what? I, I don't even care right now I could not fucking care less about how we performed in that first half how we set up or anything the fucking performance in the second half was unbelievable Rodrigo Bentancur man I can fucking go on about him for a long time man what a special 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 footballer we have got there what a special footballer honestly Unbelievable. The levels he's he's going up now. I just I just didn't even think he was the type of player that he is. Like what we're seeing from him now. I, I just thought, good, he's a steady eddie, fairly mobile, decent passer that we can have in midfield, good squad player. It's fucking all action, 
tough tackling, fucking dynamic, box-to-box, skillful, reads the play like fucking, I don't know. I, I saw somebody compare him like, it might be slightly hyperbolic, but I saw somebody compare him to like Busquets and I'm like, you know what? Ain't far outside of that type of mould. I mean, all the questions about do we have a, a Dembele successor? Yeah, I, I really do think we do. I think he's. I don't think they're entirely the same type of player, but I think whatever we call it, press resistance, the way in which they kind of keep hold of the ball, distribute it. it, it oh God, it's so good to have a player like that again. Um, and my word, he is a footballer, but. The this the spirit of the team to get that over the line to win the group after all the shit that's said about us and for you know this feeling you know everybody everybody is willing us to lose that type of a game so we can have troll football or BBC Sport and all these fucking websites odds bible all of them to do their fucking digs at Tottenham take the piss out of us ha ha ha. You know, we all sing, oh, what a night, and all that type of shit. Well, we're going to keep on fucking singing it, because we're through. This is the thing now, man. Like, I just just didn't. There was no part of me that wanted anything to do with the Europa League. None of it. I didn't want the distraction of it. Look, whatever happens from this point on, of course, of course, of course, obviously, when I see Tottenham go all the way. But from this point on, look... If we draw one of the big dogs next round and we get eliminated, that's what happens. That's the Champions League. But we're through the group stages. We're into the business end of the competition where the magic happens. And we're there. We're going to be a part of it in this, you know, as Pochettino called it, this special, magical, beautiful competition. It's the greatest, the greatest football there is. You know, it is to me. It's The Champions League is the greatest football. There's not a lot to look forward to in this World Cup coming up. I don't know. It feels flat. It feels shit. And just having this still, having gone out of it would have been so fucking horrible. Just imagine the pelters we'd have gotten, you know? And the fact that Kalazinac almost got that header, he absolutely fucked their golden chance right at the end to make it even sweeter. (sighs) Jesus, man. I'm just so happy we're through. It's... It's everything. This competition is the fucking best. And as I've gone on about so many times, growing up, dreaming, dreaming of seeing us one day, maybe one time, playing in the Champions League, to the sort of relationship we have with this competition now is amazing. And it's just, it is what Tottenham Hotspur Football Club is. We're just, we are a European club. You know, we've won, we've won two UEFA Cups, Europa League, whatever you want to call it now. And people can devalue that as much as they want, but fuck all other teams have done that. Fuck all other teams in England have won European competition outside of the fucking money deletes and Liverpool and I guess Nottingham Forest and Aston Villa, but you know, whatever. Um... But we're, we've always had a relationship with European competition. The all-white strip, the floodlights, midweek at White Hart Lane. There's, just, there's, a, there's a magic and there's an excitement about it that it just 
it's not the same, you know. With I'd love to see us win the Premier League, of course I would, you know, but we don't we don't have that same relationship with domestic football. FA Cup, yeah, but that's been a long time as well. But European football, it's just it feels like the it feels like the soul of this club. We're supposed to be here. And I do think in a in a minor level, we I'm not in any way saying we're comparable to a team like Liverpool, but I do still think there's a certain little extra something, a certain little extra spirit. Because we, we all fucking, we tear lumps out of ourselves enough, right? We're always saying Spursy, Dr. Tottenham, all this type of shit. Let's fucking give ourselves credit where it's due. In Europe, there is just something about us where we fight to the fucking end. There just is. And we need to give ourselves credit for that. We're a proper European outfit. We are. And we're going through to the next round. And fucking bring on any of them. Honestly, any of them. I don't give a fuck. We'll draw anyone and we'll fucking give them a game. And we will do. And you know we will do. <sighs> fuck. Fuck, man. God, this is a very different tone to the greeting card shit the other day, isn't it? But this is raw, man. This is... Tottenham in the Champions League. I was, I could swear we were going out. You know, I just had that feeling. I was just like, "Fuck, man, it's not going to be our night." And just to to fight back in the way that we did, and to to win it as well. To win it is just so. It's it's going to have been amazing going through whatever. Do you know what I mean? But going through on a draw, coming second, as opposed to winning away in this fixture that. They fucking, they could not stop going on Fletch, who, you know what, it's, it's all very fashionable to dig out Sam Matterface. Fletch has been an absolute fucking disaster of a commentator now for the past few seasons. Recycles the same lines, comes out with the same trite shit, is a clearly smug, I don't know, he's got a smug aura, don't like him. Um... It's just a shame he gave us the Lucas Mora moment, the commentary, which, you know, it was pretty raw. It was it was there, so, you know, he gets some bonus points for that. But he could not stop going on about that Marseille atmosphere. All that. I mean, so anybody was there, please feel free to jump in and tell me I'm incorrect. But it didn't sound all that. Just a load of fucking whistling. Whistling and fireworks. Do one. Fuck off. Fuck off, you fucking... Nazi saluting fucking pieces of shit. Fuck off to the Europa with you. Do one. Tottenham Hotspur. You fucking glorious, beautiful, awful, horrible, wonderful, terrible football club. Let's go through the players. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. 
Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hugo Lloris. Um, actually, you know what? He's, I've been giving him pelters past the games. Credit where it's due. I thought he had a good game tonight. Not even just to like, oh, you know, whatever. He was all right. Didn't really have to do much. Thought he had a good game. Thought he was pretty commanding in the air. Thought he claimed a lot of crosses. Um, I don't really feel like he could have done much for the goal. But other than that, I thought he had a good game. I thought he looked assured. Um, maybe something, I'm not just trying to be a fucking gammon here, but maybe there's something about being on French soil again. I don't know if he's getting pelters or anything over there, but there's probably maybe a part of him that kicks into gear out there that's just like, fucking, I want to show these lot, you know, why I'm captain of this country and uh, I'm on home soil and I've got a fucking represent here. So, you know, good, good performance from Hugo. I thought um, a good, calming presence and a calm authority in the box, especially at times in the first half when we were under the cosh, you know, he, uh, you know, he made a, a few good saves. And like I say, it was more just about the way in which he claimed a lot of crosses um, and held on to the ball really well. He seems to have got good. He's dropped that weird habit. He'd started to develop a punching the ball constantly. Um, I'm glad he's kind of gotten over that one. Good performance. Um, an interesting one. A lot of people calling for it. Eric Dyer started right centre-back. Clement Longley, central centre-back. Um, I'm still not particularly sold on on that one, to be honest. It was interesting seeing. I wonder if that decision was made to see Dyer bound forwards a bit and whip some of his balls in. You know, when Dyer first started playing for us, when he first broke into the team and he was playing kind of more as a right back, and he almost had that Beckham esque delivery when he would he would get to the to the edge of the box and had a fucking amazing cross on him. Um, and you were sort of seeing, not really a, any crosses, but you were definitely seeing like a few sort of more advanced diagonal balls into the box that were probing at least. Um, and he was getting forwards a lot, kind of putting a lot, of pre- especially in the second half. I mean, the major- do you know what? the majority of this conversation is recency bias second half because let's be honest, like I say, I didn't want to focus on it. First half was an abomination. Um, it may well be that that's Conte's tactic, but I think on top of that, the players didn't really, you know, do much. Didn't shower themselves in glory. Um, but in that second half, just completely different beast. Completely different beast. Um, and I thought Dyer was all right. I mean, he he did. Uh, do you know what? He did actually play a few hospital passes back to, I think, into Longley and into Ben Davies. Um so a little bit dodgy, a little bit dodgy at times, but for the most part, I thought he was good. Um, much as I say, I'm not sold on Longley as the centre back. Obviously, snaps, snaps for Longley, um, as what's the name from Legally Blonde would say. 
for getting the goal. Um, it was an all right performance, I thought, defensively for the most part. But I don't know. I just don't feel comfortable having him there, honestly speaking. Um, but is what it is, you know. We conceded, at the end of the day, we conceded one goal when we conceded pretty much an entire half of football to them. So, must have done something right. Um, ben Davis, a great performance, I thought, from him. Out, out of the three of them, I thought he was our best centre-back today. Um, I think he's a, honestly, you know, I think he's a wildly underrated and underappreciated footballer. I really do. Um I've mentioned it before on here, and it's actually it's Charlotte's. I'm sure I've credited Charlotte with this observation before, um, but again, what we saw is his uncanny ability to be able to block block opportunities. There was that one that I thought was him, but it was actually Perisic. Um, Alexis Sanchez's nice little skill, and Perisic blocked it. But I'm pretty sure Davis was there several times, sort of thrown in those last ditch kind of blocks. Just sticking to his man doggedly, not letting the opposition kind of have too much time to dwell on anything. I thought it was a great performance. I thought um, it's tough, isn't it? I guess, you know, maybe we're going to see Longley more as a central centre-back to accommodate Davis playing as a left centre-back. And Let's put it this way. As, as uncomfortable as I am with it, I'd rather see this and have Davinson Sanchez playing for us. So, you know. Is what it is. Um, Ryan Sessegnon, obviously, switching it up between the left and the right uh, wing. Not good from him tonight. Not good at all, I didn't think. Um, I thought it was actually overall a pretty shocking performance from him. And I, I tweeted something to the effect of, it seems to be now that we can, I think we can quite definitively say a lot of his problems are in his head because there was he's I mean shepherding the ball out was awful some of his clearances were terrible it just seems to be that sometimes he just doesn't fancy it he's just scared of having the ball and that can be in defense or it can be an attack he'll get the ball and he'll just kick it he just won't think he won't take a second to think and use the ball in a smart or effective way he just wants to get rid of it and you know as, as I've said previously, patience is running out now. Time is running out for him. You cannot you cannot kind of accommodate that for too long. At the end of the day, he's a professional footballer playing for a Champions League. Champions League? Don't you fucking forget it. Champions League club. Aspirations on winning titles. You know, you can't have passengers. You can't have somebody that's scared of his own shadow that looks terrified about making a mistake all the time and then ironically making mistakes because he's too in his own head sooner or later you know he's just got to kind of get a grip and get on with it um so yeah not a good performance from him tonight um even Perisic I thought pretty solid pretty solid game from him um one of the better games and the thing is you know Maybe he's been playing at 60%, keeping himself in reserve for the World Cup, but I think he's the type of player that realises the size of the occasion um, tonight. Yes, the World Cup's big, but so is the Champions League, and so is this stage. Must-win game for Tottenham in the Champions League. It's, you know, it's as big as a World Cup. At least it is for me. I mean, maybe not for them, but it should be. Um, and I feel like it will be. It's kind of on par 
you know it's important it's an important comp- competition and it's important to to get into those latter stages you're one game away from it you know um so i think any of his uh apprehensions that he's potentially had over the past few weeks about picking up any injuries or anything like that um ahead of the world cup were shelved because i felt like he was putting it about a lot tonight and he yeah was great um Let's have a look. Hoybier. Again, you know, as it's been with most of them, Taylor two halves thought he was pretty woeful in the first half. Um, but the second half, fantastic. Didn't stop running, running himself into the ground. It's, you know, I thought he'd fucked it with that, the opportunity he had in the box when he hit the crossbar. Um, I thought he definitely should have put that one away. But, Jesus Christ, did he take that opportunity? It wasn't easy either, you know. Kane, Kane threaded that perfect ball to him, and we had every right to to go on and score from that. I think it was three against one at that point because um, they committed so many men forwards. But Hoybier's finish was absolutely unbelievable there, and just ah, oh, it's just brilliant. It's brilliant after seeing that interview with him seeing kind of him saying that you know, he's got this new lease of life with football he wants to take it to the next level seeing him step up in the Champions League putting a good performance overall and to score a goal like that you know you can't ask so much more from him you know he has he he gives everything for the shirt that's I think that's one of the most important things to remember and you know what even when I did habitually dig him out previously the one caveat I always would give him was that at least he is one of the few players that's reliable can rain or shine and always tries to give it his best Um, and it's now he's not just trying he actually is playing really well most of the time and yeah amazing amazing stuff Um, Rodrigo Bentancur spoke about him at the start you know, whatever, I'll take the opportunity to just say once again, what a footballer, what a signing, what a guy, man. You know, and for all for all the talk about, you know, and it is slightly gammon, let's be honest, but for all the talk about like, you know, South Americans and them, you know, can they hack it on a cold Tuesday evening in Stoke and are they more interested in playing for the World Cup? He's one of the few that isn't. He's one of his country's most important players but he's never fucking taken his foot off the gas either he's there giving it fucking 110% every single game and his day was no different um, That just an unbelievable second half performance from him he's a magician with the football honestly he's it's funny because yeah he is that Dembele successor but there's even shades of Modric in there and as people have been saying been seeing it a lot and definitely agree with it his gait, his kind of frame, his physique, the way he moves around, the shades of Berbatov in there as well, which is, it's really interesting to see. Um, I love him. I, I really love him. I think he's an unbelievably talented footballer and I'm just so glad we got him. I'm so glad we got him. He's the type of player that we play against generally in the in the Champions League or the Europa League, that we run into a team like, you know, Villarreal or somebody like that who has Bentancur playing for them. And we watch them and we think, fucking hell, why can't we just get a player like that? Why can't we just have a player like that? 
And again, same with Kulisevsky. I mean, obviously, predominantly shocked that Juventus got rid of him. But, you know, we've seen that. That that can happen. You can get rid of a player because sometimes players just don't work out at your clubs, right? I think the thing I'm mostly shocked about with the pair of them, and it does apply to both of them, is why (laughs) there was just no contest for their signature whatsoever. We didn't face any kind of competition. Nobody else was coming in for them. It just seems bizarre. It's just, well, it's, you know, it's good. I, I couldn't give a fuck, really, to be honest, if nobody else has come for them. I'm delighted by that. But if you know what I mean, it just seems shocking that we didn't have any competition for their signatures. But here we are. Um, unbelievable. Lucas Mora. I, you know, is what it is. I don't, I think in t- at times he tried, you know, but I don't know. I just think it's his, his race at Tottenham is run, you know, um, and that's all I can say about it. Um, and Son, you know, he got injured fairly early into the game. Um, didn't, you know, he, he didn't look great in that moment, but who in the team did look great in that moment. So, you know, let's just save any takes. Harry Kane, um, he looked like an absolute anonymous passenger again in that first half. But the second half, I thought he came to life. I thought he looked like, again, like the all-action Harry Kane that we won. Um, He had that one shot at the end of the first half that was rasping and pretty nice. Um, But second half, I thought he was, yeah, getting into decent positions playing the ball about nicely just didn't look leggy at all was kind of running about all over the place obviously provided the uh, the assist for Hoybier's goal at the end I mean calling those ones assists I always find a little bit dodgy um, I wonder if it, if like an assist you need to like not call it an assist after X amount of touches or something like that well, actually no you know what it was it was a decent like played through ball fuck it it was a nicely weighted decent pass it was an assist fuck off stop trying to take something away from Harry Kane um, great performance you saw I loved it at the end as well when the cameras going to all the players celebrating and they just cut to him going yes <laughs> shouting in with the mob of players like he loves it he lives through it and you know just knowing that we've got that to look forward to after this World Cup and everything, coming into the new year, we're in the Champions League. You know, knockout stages, knockout football, who the fuck knows what can happen, you know? And, the, you know, the thing that's funny is, like, seeing Harry Kane now, he is a seasoned, experienced Champions League player. He knows He knows the competition inside and out now. The way he was winning, you know, in his way that he does, the way he wins fouls, and it's not diving, I don't care, people, it's not cheating. To draw a foul is not cheating. It's being fucking smart. It is being smart. So drop the shit. Anybody should be happy to see their players doing that, to know that they can trick other players into fouling them. Because that's what happens to him most of the time. I don't buy the shit about him diving at all. He might do it once in a while, but all fucking players do it anyway, so bore off with that shit. Half the time he knows how to draw fouls and he was doing it like a fucking king today and 
Can't wait to see him do it in the business end of this competition. I don't know. I've got. I've just got a good feeling about it now from this point. Um, obviously, if Basuma came on, I should have really sort of t- spoken about him um, when I was talking about the other midfielders. He looks like. I don't know if you know what I mean, but it looks like he's starting to. There's the the green shoots are there. He's starting to come to terms with it. He's starting to get a grip on it because I thought he was really good today when he came on. I do. I thought for the for the majority of it, I thought he was really good. I thought he put in a good performance. Um, he's mobile. He's quick. He managed to play the ball around pretty nicely. I thought. Um, he was just a problem for them. It helped us to get more of a foothold in that midfield, having the three bodies in there. But you, know, you can't just arbitrarily have three bodies in there and you know feel comfortable that that's going to immediately mean that we're going to be playing better than them. He did well. He did his job well. Um, so good on him. Um, Emerson, you know what? Fair play to him, man. He's under a lot of... He's getting a lot of flack at the moment, but he had a really good half. He was really good for us in that second half. Um, his deliveries were decent. He was causing them problems down the right-hand side when he did come on. Good performance from him. You can't, I'm not going to take that away from him. I'm not going to dig him out. I, well, why would I anyway? I don't dislike him. So I think he's been in a horrible, horrible run of form lately. But he was good today. He was good when he came on. Um, Hill and Skip, I you know, I, I don't really think there was enough there. I would have liked to have seen Hill come on much earlier. Um, but, you know, he didn't, so whatever. But oh, all in all, great performance, lads. Just, you know, it's one of those games where I don't, like I said at the top, I don't care about the first half. It is, when it's this, when it's a cup competition, when it's, in Europe, when it's away at a, say, a difficult stadium where they're letting off fucking fireworks and all this shit that they do, to go away there and to win it, to, to, to go behind and to come back and win it, to win the group, to win the game, away from home, nobody fucking fancied us. None of us even fucking fancied ourselves. And we did it. Glory, glory. Tottenham fucking Hotspur. Come on, you Spurs. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records.